It's religion today, it's ideology today, and our secularist friends also have a faith. Some kind of Disneyland fantasy. I know how this is going to get heard in the secular world. Where the pseudo-Christian masks are off. That's nonsense, ladies and gentlemen. Apologetics isn't just about giving answers to other people's questions. It's also about learning to question other people's answers or even question the question itself. In a Christian worldview. Welcome to Quantum number 123. Quantum is a podcast which looks at news and views from a Christian perspective and tries to bring you as much truth as possible and hope as well. And we do go all over the world. Um, This week, for example, we're going to go to Afghanistan and Australia and Africa and America and every other place beginning with A. No, Uh, you can include India and Iran and Honduras and Europe and the United Kingdom and Scotland and Egypt and Indonesia and Germany and Nigeria and Uganda and the Western Isles. It's all here, but let's begin with this. Yet wars and rumours of wars. Will we ever on this earth be free of war? been thinking about Afghanistan and here in Australia, the Afghanistan inquiry, which has found that there were 23 incidents of alleged unlawful killings of 39 people perpetrated by 25 Australian Special Forces soldiers from the SAS uh, regiment and it's uh, been a profound shock to much of the nation and it's deeply disturbing although uh, I'm not quite sure what our view of war is do you not think that British and American troops during the Second World War perpetuated horrors as well maybe it's not as much as the Nazis but it still happened I've just been reading in Solzhenitsyn's Gulag how uh, the British forcibly sent back thousands, tens of thousands of Poles and Eastern Europeans and Russians to their death. That's war. But I read the most extraordinary statement on this, and there is a link, uh, as there is for most of these stories, there'll be a link on the blog on the www.theweeflee.com from Andrew Hastie, who is a member of Parliament here and who was in the SAS for five years. It's an extraordinary article. I was so moved by it and by him and by the common sense that he speaks. Um, He says that he feels great shame in what has occurred. We were sent to Afghanistan in a double trust to defend Australia's values and interests by force but also to uphold those values in our battlefield conduct. Many good soldiers honoured that trust. A small number of soldiers did not. And then he he also, there's much else he says, but he says, we have forgotten basic truths about human nature that previous generations of Australians better understood. We live in a bent world. We all carry man's smudge, 
people do bad things. Christians call it sin in a fallen world. Enlightenment thinkers like Immanuel Kant called it the crooked timber of humanity. Whatever name we give our condition, we should always guard against the reality of people doing bad things when they are left unaccountable. He even quotes Augustine, saying, In waging war, cherish the spirit of a peacemaker, that by conquering those whom you attack, you may lead them back to the advantages of peace. Well, amen and amen. Well, the Chinese Communist Party have, have not been quick to, slow rather, to take advantage of, of this particular incident. Listen to this. China's government is playing down the controversial tweet from a Chinese official that features a doctored photo of an Australian soldier holding a bloody knife to an Afghan child's neck. Earlier this week, Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison called the tweet posted by China's Foreign Ministry spokesman Zhao Lichian truly repugnant and called for an apology. The digitally altered photo... It really is quite extraordinary, the nerve of the Chinese Communist Party to complain about human rights abuses in other countries. When they don't even make it public, the number of people they execute every single year. I think that stands out for me in this controversy is uh, the, the Chinese tweet that was put out. This is astonishing. Twitter refused to remove it. Why? Donald Trump tweets something and Twitter either remove or put a warning on it. But the Chinese tweet something that is both horrific, violent and false and faked and made up and there's no warning from Twitter. What a bunch of spineless, greedy cowards Twitter are. The Chinese equivalent, WeChat, Scott Morrison had posted something on that. And of course, WeChat had banned it instantly. But I was also amazed at this. Uh, the Chinese government spokesperson tweeted out, this is about the discernment of right and wrong. We must hold uphold principles on things like this. Afghan lives matter. Well, so do Uyghur lives. So do Christian lives. So do Tibetan lives. So do Taiwanese lives. And yes, it is about the discernment of right and wrong. And I'm sorry, but the Chinese Communist Party, as an arbiter of what is right and wrong, no thank you. Your Majesty, I think we have enough respect for one another personally to ask ourselves some of the bigger questions, woman to woman. All right, let's move on to fascinating series uh, on Netflix. One day, dear boy, you shall be king. Your duty now was that the choice of a woman that people will love as a princess and in due course as queen. Now, I actually really enjoyed The Crown. I was really looking forward to this. But I'm just, I'm, I'm just gobsmacked by it, to be honest. First of all, there's so much historical falsehood in it. So much of it just made up. I think of Thatcher. The portrayal of Margaret Thatcher is grotesque, like a spitting image puppet. And I was no fan of Thatcher at all. And I think of the portrayal of the Queen. I think it's cruel and I think it's wicked. I was uh, amazed that a columnist in the Sydney Morning Herald said, well, of, of course it's made up. That's the point. Truth is sometimes better off being portrayed through fiction. Truth 
is more real than a documentary if it's done by fiction? It's a strange idea of truth. And, you know, one of the things about The Crown that really struck with me is how the Queen's Christian faith, apart from her saying her prayers when she goes to bed at night, and it was a little bit more than that in her life. For example, in 2002, she said, I know just how much I rely on my faith to guide me through the good times and the bad. I know that the only way to live my life is to try to do what is right, to take the long view, to give my best in all that the day brings, and to put my trust in God. But Peter Morgan, the scriptwriter, doesn't really like that. And so it just gets left out. I'm afraid, please do not take your history from television drama series. Seriously. Question things. Find out for real. All right, let's move on to some other world news. Um, This one intrigued me. The Chinese military... Uh, and the Chinese are, are, are really going at things. I mean, they've just landed something on the moon. But the Chinese military used microwave weapons to force Indian troops to retreat during a border standoff in the Himalayas. Uh, they weren't allowed, they weren't to have a, a no live shot rule. And so what they did instead was they turned two strategic hill shops, hilltops occupied by Indian soldiers into a microwave oven. The Indian troops were then forced back. Um, The People's Liberation Army, it is said, beautifully seized the ground without violating the uh, no-life-short rule. Also in other world news, uh, it's a big deal in Iran. One of its most prominent nuclear scientists, Mohsin Fakhrizadia, was attacked, executed probably by the Israelis. Um, He headed the Ministry's Research and Innovation organization and he's gone um, and there is a threat if you like of of further tensions it's going to be really interesting to see whether joe biden is prepared to let the iranians develop a nuclear weapon uh, also in world news in brexit the negotiations are continuing i think most people expect them to come to some kind of conclusion and some deal being struck although I suspect it will be one that greatly benefits the EU and lots of British people will feel sold out. It's the most beautiful time of the year Lights fill the streets spreading so much cheer I should be playing in the winter snow But I'ma be under the mistletoe All right, it's coming towards Christmas time, so I guess we have to have a little bit of a Christmas, Christmas song. The wise men follow the star Okay, I apologize. That was Justin Bieber. Uh, mistletoe. Listen, don't mock. He's had 400 million plus views on YouTube. I'm going to let you into a little secret. When I was seriously ill in 2011 and I was coming in and out of a coma, I, 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 I almost don't believe this except I've got it in writing. I wrote down on a sheet of paper in my to show you how delusional I was. I want to see Justin Bieber. Um, I'm no fan of Justin Bieber. Well, I'm no fan of his music anyway. But let me tell you this. He has 151 million followers 
Um, and he's just posted out to all of them about his Christian faith. I think that's just quite extraordinary. I'm my father's child. I know when the son takes the first steps, the father's proud. If you make it to the water, he will part the clouds. I know he made you a snack like Oscar Proud. Suffer it to be so now, gotta clean it up. Formalize the union and communion he can trust. I know I ain't leaving you like I know he ain't leaving us. I know we believe in God and I know God believes in us. Where you hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me. It feels so, feels so holy, 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 holy. Okay, I apologize for playing Justin Bieber, unless you're a, what do they call them, a believer or something. Um, and also, I, I, I apparently I upset one of you. I mean, it's great to get feedback, but apparently somebody was a wee bit upset when I played, I used Bob Dylan's Blowing in the Wind and played the version of Peter, Paul and Mary and apparently almost blasphemed by saying that uh, it was better than Dylan's. So... I think it's the most recorded song ever, apart from Happy Birthday, the Beatles' Yesterday. And this week, the record company released, because of a 50-year rule that there is on in the EU, released a collection of songs, I think it's a three-disc collection of songs, cut in 1970, which included uh, Bob Dylan and George Harrison uh, together. And so, uh, I give you a, a little bit of Bob Dylan singing yesterday. Why, why she had to go, I don't know she wouldn't say. music theme and let's turn to the church and a little bit of praise. Now, this is extraordinary. This is also tied in with COVID. Police stormed into a church broadcast, I think in Milton Keynes. Yes, it is. It's Kingdom Faith Ministries International Church. And I believe the clip you've just heard was from the actual service that they went into. Um, the pastor. Oh, no, I think this was the, the, the week before. The pastor was told that too many staff were running the online service and... Uh, the police have since apologised. I think the pastor is called Daniel Mattiola. But it was just too loud. Um, 
technical support musicians and singers are allowed if it's part of the usual form of worship. Well, I guess the people around or the police are not used to, not used to, um, how will we put it, black majority church worship or charismatic uh, worship. When the pastor referred the police to the government guidelines on the safe use of places of worship during the pandemic, they went and called a further seven officers. Um, I mean, talk about, as the pastor said, they escalated the situation. They then visited him four days later on the 24th of November and informed him he was to be prosecuted for breaking government regulations. Extraordinary, just extraordinary. I want some more. All right, let's move north of the border in the UK to Scotland. All right, that wasn't Scotland. That was Oliver Twist. That was the 1968 version of Oliver Twist. Personally, I think the best film version. But in Scotland, uh, the Scottish National Party have announced a new policy that they are going to, if they are re-elected, and who would have thought this is an election bribe, If they are re-elected, they are going to provide free meals for every child primary school age, basically 11 years old and under. And it sounds like a great idea. It sounds like a wonderful idea. Who's going to be against giving food to children? Well, it's going to cost a billion pounds over four years. So somebody has to pay for it. There's no indication of taxes going up. So it's going to come from something else. Police budget, health budget. And what you're going to have is you're going to have children of millionaires wealthy middle-class children who, whose parents can, can afford to and should feed them. And actually, most working-class people want to feed their own children. But they're going to be given free meals and someone else is going to lose out. Why should millionaire families get free meals? Why stop there? Why just primary school children? Why not secondary school? Indeed, why not all adults? In fact, why just food? Why... What about clothing or housing or holidays or entertainment or mobile phones? Why don't we have the state pay for everything? Now, we had a Chinese family in here last week just visiting. We had a lovely fellowship with them. And when I mentioned this policy, without any prompting at all, they said, oh my goodness, that's like Mao during the Cultural Revolution. It's a form of manipulation, a form of state control. It sounds good, but I think it's horrific. All right, let's go to South America. Por guardar ese emblema divino, marcharemos o patria la muerte. Generosa será nuestra suerte si morimos pensando en tu amor, defendiendo tu santa bandera. That is, in keeping with doing some national anthems, that is the Honduran national anthem. And I love the lyrics of it. Your flag is a splendor of sky crossed with a band of snow and there can be seen in its sacred depths five pale blue stars. In your emblem, which a rough sea with its wild waves protects, behind the bare summit of a volcano, a star brightly shines. There then follow seven verses about the history of Honduras. And then this. To guard this sacred emblem, we shall march, O fatherland, to our death. 
Our death will be honoured if we die thinking of your love, having defended your holy flag and shrouded in its glorious folds. Many Honduras shall die for you, but shall fall in honour. Remember what we started with? War, what is it good for? These kind of national anthems, to be honest, they really depress me. But I play that, um, not to have a go at Honduras, but just to say we need to remember there are other things going on in the world. And Hurricane Iota churned through Central America a couple of weeks ago. It, it was the strongest storm on record to reach Nicaragua, and then it went in through Honduras as well. And the Honduras government have had so much stuff to deal with. So please pray for and remember these people. Remember organizations like the Red Cross and Samaritan's Purse and others. Let's do some COVID news. Well, everyone's really excited about the vaccine. It was announced in Britain that the vaccine's been approved. The Pfizer vaccine's been approved and it's about to be rolled out. Uh, I'm not going to say much about it, except that, um, that it's good news. But I'm astounded at how many doctors have said to me they won't be taking it. Um, and I'm also questioning how much difference it's going to make in the uh, next couple of months. I doubt very much. Every autumn, the NHS administers 15 million flu vaccines in the UK over three months. But these COVID vaccines will require two carefully timed doses. And for the whole population, well, at least those who are going to take it, in the super cold storage that's there, I think this is going to be more difficult than we realize. Let's go to Africa and some stories of persecution. A mob of Muslim villagers attacked the homes and shops of Coptic Christians in Egypt's Miyar governorate over rumors that a Christian man had posted a comment denigrating Islam on Facebook. He claims he was hacked, but... Um, it doesn't take much to get it going. Boko Haram. How many of you have heard about this? 110 farm workers were killed. Christian farm workers, apparently, were killed in rice fields in Nigeria's Borno state. 110. That's the ones killed. Never mind people abducted or injured. Armed men on uh, motorcycles from the Boko Haram terrorist group. And then in Indonesia... There has been an attack in central Sulawesi in which a priest was beheaded. Three other Christians had their throats slit and a church was burned to the ground. Police have said that this was not religiously motivated. Can you believe this? Although they blamed it on Islamic extremists from the East Indonesia Mujahideen terror group. Let's go to Germany. Was ist Bekehrung? Erstens, Bekehrung ist der Wille Gottes. Okay, um, for those of you who don't speak German, that was Pastor Olaf Latzel in Bremen. Uh, this is not quite persecution, but he's been judged and found condemned as a Volksverhetzer, an instigator or agitator of the people, which is a serious crime in Germany. Now, he made remarks that reflected negatively on homosexuality. Some of them, I think, were unwise. But that's not the reason. That, that for me, is... Uh, it's extremely disturbing when police are getting involved at this level. Um, again, listen to this. So it's interesting we start here with a couple, presumably married, but one of which is saying that they are a trans person. Because in reality, if transgenderism is a false ideology, which it is, 
then what we're actually seeing here is a lesbian couple. This man isn't really a man, it's, she's a woman. And so whilst the Church of England might say, yes, we haven't, we don't, we haven't changed the doctrine of marriage yet, we have changed the practice. That was Ben John of Christian Concern, who made a video about um, the Church of England's living in love and faith. Uh, the Church of England Evangelical Council also made a video, and Ben John has been reported to the police for hate speech. Let me quickly mention the Western Isles, where uh, their councillors voted not to accept the Scottish government's state-sponsored LGBT indoctrination, and instead went to use, get this, the Catholic schools' relationship and sex education materials in Western Isles schools. The homeland of Protestantism in Scotland, if you like. Uh, really quite extraordinary. But I think that's good news. All right, I'm going to go. Um, thanks for feedback. I was uh, greatly encouraged to get a letter from someone in Uganda just expressing their appreciation. It helps keep them sane and wondering what they're going to do when they return to the UK and seeing how crazily unhinged direction the UK and other Western countries are going in. Well, yeah, it is, I would say, difficult. Not quite persecution yet. It's difficult. But I think it's going to get a lot more difficult and we will continue to reflect and think about that. But I'm going to leave you with, we, we have got good news. We go tell it on the mountain. This is the wonderful Dolly Parton. Go tell it on the mountain Over the hills and She's a wonderful person. Even more so, this year she gave, I think, a $1 million donation to the US firm Moderna to help with their coronavirus vaccine. That's one of the vaccines that are going to be used throughout the world. She was glad to be able to help, but I love this. Go tell it on the mountain. That's what we're here. We're here to speak not about doom and gloom, but we're telling on the mountain that Jesus Christ is Lord in the midst of this crazy world. Feel free to support at the Budbean fundraiser. Feel free to continue to give your feedback, the good, the bad, and the ugly. God bless you, and we will see you next week. The